everyone, welcome back to another episode of With Love Alexa. Before I introduce my next guest, I just wanted to say thank you guys so much for listening and being a part of my journey. I'm thankful for all of you, and I can't wait to continue this journey with you. Feel free to reach out um, if you have a similar story to what you hear, or if you just want to have someone to listen to, um, feel free to reach out. My email will be in the description below. And um, I'm excited to get this week's guest is Megan Runiak, a mindset coach who helps women reclaim their power and dignity when they have to recreate themselves. And that's something we all probably have to do here and there. So, hi, Megan. Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm so glad. I am. when we like reached out on Facebook, it was so cool like getting to know you and a little bit and then having you on the podcast. So I'm excited. How have you been? Me too. Good, good. Busy, but good. Did you have a good Thanksgiving? Yeah, we actually have ours in October in Canada. So it's been a oh, while back. <laughs> I forgot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's fun. That's crazy. But that's yeah. So you have a while now, or you've been done for a while, I should say. Yeah, which is nice. It's not quite so rushed with Christmas and everything. So. Yeah. No, that is really good. Um, so you want to start by maybe just telling us a little bit about you and your story? Absolutely. So my name is Megan, obviously. Um, and so I have actually recently moved from my hometown to a bigger city. Um, we kind of hit rock bottom. I had undiagnosed anxiety for about three years, which, or well, I should say longer, but I'll get into that. Um, and so it caused me to just make some poor decisions and not have the ability to function to make adult decisions, I guess. Um, and so we actually ended up thinking financially and kind of having to restart our lives. Um, I went through what I would call a uh, series of unfortunate events. I'm going to steal it from the book um, where, um, you know, I just had multiple trauma after trauma. And I don't think I ever dealt with it properly until now. And that was three years ago. Um, so, you know, we were in a really horrific car accident and then my grandpa passed away right before our wedding. My dad disowned me after and then we had a miscarriage. Um, so everything just kind of happened at once and I kind of started to spiral in the time after that, um, which was really hard because I was pregnant through part of it. Um, so, or through most of it, I should say. I have two kids, uh, one two and a half and one's about nine months. So, yeah, yeah, they're pretty great. Um, But yeah, so I had to learn, I guess, essentially, in June, we moved to a new city, we kind of let left our past behind us, and we started to rebuild. And so from there, I've been, um, you know, trying new things, I finally got my diagnosis, which was really helpful. Um, But you know, I've just been trying to regrow, um, recreate myself to try new things, which was huge for me. Yeah, that's that's so important and it's you have a a really inspiring story because when you hit rock bottom you decided to come up instead of just staying there. Yeah. Exactly. I couldn't wallow there. It just wouldn't work for me or my family. 
No, not at all. Especially when you have two young little kids. Mm-hmm. Did the did they like when raising them? Has that helped you at all? Um, like get through your darker days, or has that maybe made a little? I think they kept. Yeah, they kept me going for sure. Like I think I would have wallowed a lot longer if I didn't have them. Um, so they really like they're the reasons I think I kept going and I kept. Um, that I pushed myself to grow um, until I found my passion and my purpose because I wanted I want them to have everything that I maybe haven't had for myself right now and I want them to grow up knowing how to pursue their passions and be proper adults not proper adults but to adult properly I don't know pay their bills and stuff I get what you're saying um yeah and you know like I really like, and now at this point, it's I want to make up for what I feel like I've missed with them. Um, I had a lot of mom guilt, and I think I thought that's what my mental health issues were with more, you know, like the mom guilt, the hormones associated, and yeah, balancing the work balance, work life balance, stuff like that. Um, but they definitely were the reason I think I made it as well as I did, I guess, and why I was able to rebuild so quickly. Yeah, and. Um, was your husband a good support during all this too? For the most part, once he started to understand, I yeah. think it's hard when you've never really had much experience with mental health. So he tries really hard, and you know, if I tell him I need something or I need help, he's usually pretty good at you know pitching in and stuff, which is nice. Yeah, because it's invisible, really. Like you don't see, like it's not like you broke your leg or your leg fell off or something. Like you don't people can't see it so they don't always understand it unless they've been there or oh yeah absolutely and you know like there's just different very like degrees of it and you know in the beginning when I was just starting my meds it was adjusting to being on medication and all of that stuff and he had to be patient with me because you know I would get sick off of them or I'd get moody or Mm -hmm. whatever and so he had to really be patient with me at that point yeah because there's side effects to everything so you don't know how it's gonna like affect your body especially if you haven't been on them before yeah I was really thankful my doctor was pretty upfront about you know the first two weeks that you start these ones you will be like like you'll be really nauseous and stuff like that it was almost like being pregnant again I'm not gonna lie (laughs) Uh, but it was great that she kind of gave me that heads up and gave me some tools, I guess, to cope with the beginning side effects before everything kind of regulated. Yeah. Well, that's good. Um, what What were some of your darker days like? Um, this is a tough one. Um, I feel like I ran on autopilot a lot. Like I went to work, I got stressed out. I'd go home from work and I would essentially, you know, sit on the couch. I was so exhausted. And I, like, I guess the hard part is, is looking back, like, I knew there was consequences to what we were doing. So I knew that there was consequences to not paying our bills. And I knew there was consequences to um, not eating healthy and stuff like that. And I just... I couldn't process them properly. They would pop into my mind for short periods of time and then it would just be like overstimulating my brain and I would shut them down and shut them out. And so um, I think that was a really hard thing for me too, was knowing that I was essentially messing up my life, but not having the energy or the, uh, not feeling like I had the power to 
um, fix it. And that, and always feeling like you're drowning. Mm-hmm. I just always felt like I was underwater and there was pressure on my chest and I just, I didn't know how to move forward. I didn't have a vision for my future. Um, you know, I just, I ran on autopilot. I did what I needed to do to survive. And so I wasn't really moving forward. Right. Um, what were some either like distractions that maybe kind of helped you or like what um, led the turnaround to see help and to act- to get diagnosed finally? Um, well, so my diagnosis story is a little wild, I'll say. So um, I was originally diagnosed with postpartum depression, but that was actually quite a while ago. And they essentially told me that it was mild postpartum depression, I could manage it on my own, and I wasn't bad enough to need services. Which was kind of hard to hear, and I just thought, oh, I'm going to handle it, and this is what my life is going to be like, and that's that. Um, But when we fast-forwarded, and I had my daughter, because this was after my son, and so when I had my daughter, um, and I got an actual diagnosis, um, I really wasn't surprised, I guess. Um, so they were essentially like, you know, well, I took her for an, sorry, I had taken her for her immunizations and in Canada, I don't know if it's the same there, but you fill out a form about how you're coping with your new baby. Um, and essentially she looked at me and she goes, you need to make an appointment with your doctor. I was like, oh, okay. So I did. And my doctor who thankfully had actually just had a baby of her own understood where I was coming from. And when I described my feelings to her, she was really good about saying, you know, this is some ways you can cope with that, stuff like that. Um, and from there, you know, I started reading some books that were supposed to help me move forward. So I started my meds, we moved, and then I started reading more and more books that were supposed to empower people. Um, and that was kind of where I got a lot of my strength and a lot of my ideas from on how to get better. Um, Rachel Hollis completely changed my life, and so did Jen Sincero. They are my top two books I have ever read in my life. Um, and yeah, like huge. They were so just reading and like putting some of the stuff to practice. And not everything worked, but um, but it helped. And I mean it was baby steps in the beginning to build momentum so the very first thing i did when i was starting to get healthy was make my bed every day kind of sounds ridiculous no but you know it was something productive like you get up in the morning it's productive it prevented me from crawling back into bed halfway through the day um stuff like that and so then from there it, it grew right like so then it was i cooked a new recipe every week so that I was taking risks and I was learning to fail and I was learning to succeed and stuff like that. And from there, the momentum just grew and, you know, my risks just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger and just transforming who I was and how I felt about everything. No, it's always, it's baby steps. Like I've realized, cause a lot of times, like I work from home a lot, so I don't always get dressed cause I don't have to, but it's, mm-hmm. I realize the days I do get dressed and do my hair and put a little makeup on and and make my bed, I actually feel way more productive. Isn't it? Yeah, that was my other thing was the makeup too. I get up in the morning and I put makeup on even if I'm not going anywhere just because it gives me that extra bounce. 
Yeah, it just helps, makes you feel maybe more confident in everything you're doing. Yeah, and I actually got gifted like a, a makeup online makeup course from a girl, actually the lady who did the makeup for our wedding. Oh. Um, she gifted me the course for a review, and so that was pretty cool, and I've learned some new tricks, and so they make me feel really, really good about myself, so that was really nice. Yeah, I um, when I was in senior year of college, I think it was 2016, I actually... Um, was a Mary Kay rep for a little while and I um, learned like makeup tricks that was I thought was really cool so yeah it helps and it's something to master right like again it's something you work towards and you get better at and I mean you don't pick up those tips and get worse at them (laughs) right well I would hope not (laughs) but who knows (laughs) with my look I probably would but it's okay Um, so okay, it's a learning curve. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, so how did you? So you're coaching now, and you have a Facebook group that I'm a part of. Yeah. How did you decide to get into that? Like, what was your process? Um, okay, so this is wild, but um, I actually started with affiliate marketing, which it's not even connected, which is the silly thing. Um, so I have a really good friend of mine who's been affiliate marketing for quite a few years and she does really well with it. And she knew that I was restarting and she knew that because we had moved, I was going to have to start trying to figure out an income stream. And so she invited me to watch this, um, like an online training that just explained what it was. Cause I mean, affiliate marketing, if you've never done it, it's kind of complicated, I guess. Like it's, it makes sense, but there's a lot of steps to it. Um, and so that was at the end of August. And I said to her, you know, September 20th, I am going to start, I'm going to sign up and I'm going to learn how to do it. And so I just set that deadline for myself that September 20th, it was going to happen. And on September 20th, I got up in the morning, I signed up and I started my online learning. Um, and so with the online learning that I did, I learned about, you know, managing a Facebook group. I learned about marketing. I learned how to invest my money properly, um, different things like that. And then from there, I met other women who were very similar minded, who, you know, they were entrepreneurs, they were building their lives the way they wanted them to be. Um, and so I started connecting more and more with them and I started feeling better and better about myself Um, and so from there I I decided originally that I was going to do a course and the course was going to be teaching people how to pick up the pieces from rock bottom Um, and the more I looked at it the more I realized that that wasn't enough for this topic I guess and so I wanted to be that person that I needed um, you know in June and so I decided I was going to get into coaching um, I've started taking some courses so that I could be more effective um, but I really decided I wanted to bridge the gap in the system because I find that if you're not in crisis there's not much out there for you and I mean unless you get a really good doctor who actually believes you some doctors are very often oh you're just saying it's mental health because you don't want to work or you know stuff like that right. there's a bias now out against it um especially so for women I, just, too. I want to bridge that gap for women right like so and i find there's so much pressure on us to just handle things and i just don't think anybody should have to do it alone i couldn't agree more <laughs> not at all 
it's hard. It's not yep. easy at all. And it just it makes you not want to, when you don't have anyone to support you, like you don't, like even just to listen to you or to help you in any way they can, it doesn't, you don't want to do anything. Yeah. And sometimes it's hard, especially because like you said, like it's an invisible um, illness. And so when you try and talk to people in your life about it, sometimes they don't get it because they think you seem fine. Mm-hmm. And I think that was a big thing for me is I always wanted to appear like I had my stuff together. And I always wanted to appear that I was handling everything well and I was just so great at everything that I was trying to do when inside I was completely falling apart. Um, but I feel like there's that expectation on women to kind of hold it together. Yeah. There definitely is. Um kind of speaking like what we're talking about like empowerment and like helping yourself I saw in your Facebook group that you're offering a 30 minute empowerment exercises can you yeah tell um, us a little bit sorry, more about those you oh no you're good you're good I'm so excited about them um, so essentially people who are thinking about getting coaching from me um, I think it's hard to hire a coach without getting to know them um, and even if you don't necessarily want services from me and you just need that extra boost, I'm totally open to it. Um, but there's 30 minute empowerment experiences. And essentially what we do is we sit down and we talk about where you're at right now and where your struggles are. But we also look at what are some goals you've set and are you on the path to achieving them? And what happens when you don't achieve them? What other areas of your life do they affect? And then from there, we just kind of come up with a couple strategies together to help get you on track and it gives us a chance to get to know each other see if we're a good fit because let's be real not everybody is gonna you know click and fit so when you're hiring a coach I think it's so important that they offer you this opportunity to get to know them and understand exactly what they're about I think that's the best way to do it and not always it happens that way but it's probably the best because you want a coach and a coach wants um a student or um, to kind of be on the same wavelength they are. Yeah, you need to make sure somebody's ready for change or else you're just going to frustrate them and they're going to frustrate you. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you got to make sure that you're both on the same page. Yeah, I like that a lot. I like the empowerment. I'm going to have to check it out, actually. Um, I know. I thought it was a good title for it because it's all like that's what we need at this point. When you're picking up the pieces, you need to feel like you have that power and that capability to do it because everybody does. Right. And even if you feel like you're in a good place, it doesn't hurt to do more. Exactly. And just, you know, to get that encouragement to do more. Yeah, because there's always something else we can do. We are ever evolving. Yes. We're never, if you ever think you're perfect, you're not, so unfortunately exactly um do you have any exciting things coming up for 2020 with your business or i do so um i am actually i'm still planning a course i'm planning to do a couple different small ones um any coaching clients will get them for free but you know just like little things that helped me along the way so maybe i haven't figured out all of the details yet um But I am hoping to do a um, course on, you know, simple goal setting and planning for those goals. And I'm hoping to do another one on mantras and manifestation because they really 
like those got me through the most like my mantras are like one of the greatest tools I've ever used and I always made fun of mantras so now when I recommend them to people I feel kind of silly but um, they're a part of my everyday life now and they really do get me through everything and I use them in my business all the time um, I'm also hoping to plan to sell a product I'm not going to get too far into that yet because it is a ways away off yet but my plan with that is to use the proceeds from those sales um, to create a subsidy program for my coaching services because I also know that when people are at rock bottom they can't always um, you know afford the services that they need and so I would love to be able to subsidize that for some people but I mean I want to do it full-time so I have to get paid yes but that would be perfect and a lot of times people like the product so yeah yeah it's gonna be a fun product i'm just i'm not fully done strategizing it yet but i will be posted oh you're gonna have to come back on the podcast then and let us know more about it i love this (laughs) (laughs) me too it's so fun um is there anything else you would like my listeners to know about you or your program really anything we didn't hit yet Oh, man, that's a good one. Um, Mainly, I just want them to know, like, they are capable of anything. If you are struggling, reach out and find whatever support you need. If it's really dark, like, find some medical help. But otherwise, I mean, there are tons of resources out there. Um, They're always welcome to follow my page um, or even reach out to me. Um, So my page is called Emerging from the Ashes. Um, And I'm very open about learning what types of support you need, stuff like that. And I'm always learning. Like right now, I'm currently in the middle of three different courses because, you know, why would I just do one? Um, But I'm taking a trauma support specialist course, a confidence coaching course, and a transformational coaching course. So I'm just going to grow and get better. And I feel like everybody else can do the same. And really, that just believe in yourselves and that you're capable of everything, anything. And change is going to be hard and uncomfortable, but if you keep with it, you're going to get there. Well, that was a great way to end this episode. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, I'm so glad I got to like talk to you and have you on our podcast. I'm excited to see what else you're doing. Um, I will. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah, and then I'll get all your information, and it'll be in the group or uh, in the description below. Um, thanks, guys, and this was another episode. Bye.